Welcome to the Leverage Your Potential podcast. This podcast is hosted by the director and assistant director of Menlo College's Office of Internships, Career Services, and Study Abroad, Dylan Hull and Kelly Davis, in partnership with Menlo's Content Creation Club. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Menlo College's Leverage Your Potential podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Houle, Director of the Internships, Career Services, and Study Abroad Office. And today I'm joined by a very, very special guest, Alan Fernandez, class of 2004. Hi, Alan. How are you doing? I'm doing outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling really good. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm so glad to have you join us. Uh, I've known you now for well, it feels like it's going on a little over a year, and uh, we've had a great relationship, a lot of good conversations, and I'm really excited to share some of your wisdom and experiences with our students and our listeners. So let's just jump right into it. I'd like to first know a little bit about how you got on the path to Menlo College. You know, you graduated mm-hmm. in 2004. What got you uh, to come to Menlo College, put Menlo College on your radar? What's kind of just generally been your path? Uh, yeah us uh, the general path um, I'd uh, I've lived in six countries in seven states it's been a, a long journey you know for uh, you know going through school school was always a um, you know I have a story behind that anyway so it was a lot of different experiences and and uh, and did four boarding schools in four years you know I went to five high schools you know and and uh, and then in 84, I graduated from uh, a school in Vermont and I moved to New York City and I started going to Pace University. And at the same time, I started working with a uh, company that represented 139 regional business publications across the U.S. Made it efficient for national advertisers to go to, you know, to local markets. And then, and then I quickly uh, dropped out. You know, because I, the work took over and living in New York. And then I moved to London, and and then I went to two and a half years of, at Ithaca College, and then uh, I did as much as I could do there, and I had a transfer. And then I went to Hofstra University, and uh, and it turned out to be a, a very depressing time for me. I had really poor roommates, bad roommates, and and uh, and uh, my spirit was was wounded just in general. So so I withdrew from all my, my classes and, uh, and bought a one-way ticket to California. And uh, some, some friends that I had gone to boarding school with in Switzerland were going to uh, Menlo, you know? So then I visited Northern California for what was supposed to be two weeks. I was supposed to move to La Jolla. And then, you know, I ended up being in, uh, up, up in the Bay Area and, and, um, and found, happened on Menlo. And I chose Menlo because I was in another course. I've done a lot of studies in the 20 years, you know, in between graduating high school and, and completing college. And um, had a lot of interest in, in mindfulness courses, et cetera. And um, so I, I said for my own dignity, I have to uh, complete my degree. So the, the PSP program back in the day with Menlo uh, was perfect for me. So I worked and I did other studies at the same time. I was in a, uh, some multi-year courses uh, elsewhere to other organizations. And then, uh, and then I did my, my, my two years at, at, at Menlo. So it's a, it's, a, it's a meandering path that got me to Menlo. 
Yeah, and quite a few countries in between. I think that's such a fun story about how it was some uh, people that you met at Switzerland who actually put Menlo College uh, on your radar. That's that's very interesting. And fun little fact, I, I know I've shared this with you before, but I actually worked at Pace University uh, once upon a time, uh, the Pace Setters. So you got uh, you got your degree at Menlo College kind of in an untraditional way. That PSP program was intended for you know working professionals going to college at night. I know you made some good friends out of that. And um, what did you do after you graduated? So with degree in hand, yeah, what happened with your career? It was, what were you it able was, to achieve? You know, it was interesting. I, I moved to uh, was specifically what happened as I got hired. I, I got a, a job at Dow Jones. And because and they a job requirement was that you have to have a BA. Mm. And I'm like, well, I can answer that now because I do. Right. And um, I'd been in technology uh, before when I moved to the Silicon Valley. I didn't, I didn't really, uh, you know, I just got involved in tech. I was in, uh, in a few different tech companies, most of them un unrecognizable names. And we did some, you know, in, enterprise related uh, technology for Unix system security management, uh, database center management, all this kind of stuff that was really just so, you know, esoteric for me. And, um, and then, and then I moved to Dow Jones and that was my first move into, uh, uh, it was at in, moving into media, you know, working in, in, uh, in, in media. So, so it was a, uh, but I was able to, you know, say I got a degree from Menlo, so that 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 was a, a proud moment. And then also, Dow Jones is a recognizable name. That's why I went. I, I said, let me get a recognizable name. All these small companies that I've been at, no one knows them. So Dow Jones people understand, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's that's quite a nice one to have on your resume. But yeah. credibility right away. So mm -hmm. you got the so you got the job at Dow Jones. Dow Jones, and I know that you, you know, one of the things that you. Um, were involved in for many years was was the medical professional, uh, medical profession, yeah. organizing conferences and things of that nature. And I know you got deep into that. Tell us a little bit about that part of your work history. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's um, um, I did 10 years supporting the advancement of stem cells and regenerative medicine, right? The field, uh, all these, uh, for, you know, potential cures or improvement of health conditions for people that have debilitating diseases of which there are no cures, right? And so that was that was um, I I I'd been I went from tech and then I went I went into publishing Dow Jones being one of them and then I was also in tech publishing as well producing events uh, we produced a lot of events bringing business people together uh, in finance and technology and then stem cell uh, stem cell was interesting uh, because we um, we were an ecosystem player we brought the ecosystem together so we I, I interacted with. Uh, pharma, biotech, academic research, ethics, policy, law, finance, government, insurance, state investment offices, country investment offices, doctor networks, nurse networks, hospital networks, patient advocacy organizations, etc. Hugging them together uh, to advance the future of medicine. And then we also did some work on uh, shifting the, the FDA. A number, you know, a lot of people were involved in that effort to uh, make a pathway for regenerative medicine. There hadn't been any shift in the FDA for 13 years, um, and, and and most of the, you know, most. Of, I'm a big advocate for better health, right, and better condition, and and um, yeah. So it, 
it's interesting looking in hindsight now because I, I have a love for music. I, you know, I, I, I've had jobs, internships in finance. I, you know, I worked, worked in tech uh, and then uh, worked in tech events and then finance events and then the stem cell events. As a kid, I had an interest in uh, being a doctor, right? But I'm, you know, and, and then, so that was my way of, of doing something that has more meaningful uh, feeling for me or result for the world is to go into the field of medicine. And someone that I'd, I'd worked with in the media, tech media and events, uh, moved into a biotech firm that had uh, conferences. So I did my first stem cell conference in uh, February, 2007. And then my second one in October, 2007 with Harvard. And then we started, we had this formula where we partnered with major universities and practicing hospitals like Mayo Clinic uh, and uh, international research institutes like uh, the Karolinska Institute, which does Nobel awards and uh, Kyoto University, which uh, made some major advancements in stem cell research and has a Nobel laureate working there as well. So we worked with a lot of a lot of people dedicated to the advancement of medical conditions. It was a fascinating, uh, the, the most memorable of, of, of everything are the patients. I'm friends with some patients now, people with, with really, really uh, tough lives. Uh, one, one friend of mine, he's a, a virtually blind, deaf and dumb, you know, so he can't, uh, he can't uh, hear, see, uh, and needs 24 hour care. He lives in New Jersey, um, and you walk into the family's uh, house, and and you watch the love in the house, and you see what it is to have caretake for someone like Jacob. And these people, uh, every day, they move with positive smiles. So that 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 really uh, was the best part of uh, being a uh, you know in the field for ten years, meeting people like that. Yeah, and it's it's. It's interesting. We'll talk about what you're up to now. I feel like there's a connection between what you did and, and what you're up to now, because there's still a focus on health, um, spiritual health, mental health uh, that you're very focused on now. And so take us to present day. You, you know, you and I met when you were still here in Northern California, mm -hmm. um, living in Woodside. We met at Oktoberfest, actually. And yes. uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, but now you're in New York City, you're in Brooklyn right now. So tell us what caused you to move to the East Coast and kind of this yeah. new adventure that you've been on. You know, it's, uh, I have, uh, I'm proud. Of, I have two daughters that are, uh, um, and um, I, my, my marriage went into transition seven years ago, you know, and, and then and now um, I've come to a point um, where I, I wanted to follow my heart and when I looked back, I, I wasn't happy, um, you know, three years ago when I left the regenerative field, I knew my soul was telling me I needed to be doing something different, right? I couldn't update my, my, my bio, my, you know, my, I just would freeze because I'm, I'm supposed to, what, update my past and that's supposed to, what, re reflect, the, you know, my, what my future is. Maybe I need to change the story that I was, you know, having, right, with myself. Uh, maybe there, maybe there's a reason I was, you know, had a freeze. So I went through a, a process, an introspection, introspection process for the last three years, 
and I, I chose not to work for anybody. And my creative side is what's merged out of this is what's interesting. You know, it's uh, um, I bought an iPad and now I have hundreds of images and I drew about my transformation. And I, I put together a lot of thoughts of my own observation from my life uh, and what I've learned from many different people. And, uh, and I, I have a hunger for knowledge, a thirst for knowledge. And, what, and the knowledge that I really like is the one that's applicable to me. And I love knowledge that's about, that goes inward, that, that enables uh, me to be friction-free. I'm, I'm for all intents and purposes friction-free. I mean, I don't, I, 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 I've, I've uh, worked uh, long enough on honing in on some uh, a formula, if you will, for myself that works on spiritual uh, development and, and, uh, and uh, living from bliss and living one's heart. So when I, you know, what caused me to move to New York, this art's been emerging. When I was in the stem cell field, I was going to produce a, con a concert for awareness like Neil Young used to do with the Bridge School Benefit. So I have great musicians down in LA that are, that, that bring audience together and they're known characters for their abilities and such and what they've done. And they want to support me, you know, they wanted to support me. So I was going to do a music event in the name of stem cells and regenerative medicine, but then dynamics changed and, and it wasn't appropriate for me to, for, for me to do that. Right. For a number of reasons, right. For a number of reasons, personal and just observations of the field I was in and the people I was interacting with and, and who ultimately would benefit, you know, my, I want to do something in the spirit of patient, you know, the people that were afflicted was, was who I really want to bring attention to and raise awareness of, of uh, opportunities with supporting healthcare because we all know somebody that's, you know, got some condition of one sort or another. But the, the, uh, the music hasn't gone away and the arts turned into what now, now uh, I'm pursuing doing a book of my illustrations to talk about my transformation and everything I went through. I'm always interested in what worked for me. And then I'm really interested if it can work for more people because I'm in, I'm, I wanna be of service, right? My stem cell 10 years was being of service, but now I'm doing my own platform, my own brand, my own dream, you know, originating from my heart and my value and morals and ethics and character and life experiences all in the name of just sharing stories in a way that should resonate with or will resonate, are resonating with uh, people very well. So New York, I was here in last December. I, I traveled for a month on the East Coast. I went down to Art Basel uh, to get my art inspiration on. Right? Uh, and then I was at an art event in New York randomly after dinner with a friend. And and I just got this intuitive notion that I'm supposed to move to New York. And I turned to my friend Oliver and I said, I'm moving to New York. And I did. I went back to California for three weeks, came back to New York for seven weeks, got an apartment that started March 1st, then got stuck in California packing with COVID and then got here mid-June. And then, you know, now I've arrived. I'm here to be of service to artists and musicians and to follow my passion and to be just to be me, really. I mean, this is like a whole different turf. You know, it's like I was 30 years in the Bay Area and all these other places that I live. But this is my choice, my turf. Daughters endorsed. My, both my daughters miss me. and I miss them. I love them. They're most awesome. Most awesome spirits and souls and, and, and beautiful kids. And, and uh, you know, nine, nine, 20 and 21 now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but they're letting dad be dad. Nice. And everybody wins. 
<laughs> Everybody wins. Yeah, you got to you got to have the support of the kids. Um, let me ask you a question, Alan. Yeah. As you were, you know, thinking in mind our audience of of college mm -hmm. students right now who are probably thinking along these very lines of self exploration, aligning, mm -hmm. uh, you know, potential careers with their values. Sure. Do you do you feel like what you're experiencing now is new to you or do you feel like you had all of this inside of you 20 years ago 30 years ago but you didn't follow that because you felt like maybe you were supposed to pursue a more traditional career yeah, yeah. that's a that's a um it's fascinating i mean is it, what's fast i like you know the question is an interesting question i'm damn, i'm you know i'm blooming right now you know i mean that's not and one could say well i'm a late bloomer i'm not a late bloomer i'm just blooming right you know it's and it's because i have internal peace right ultimately i just want to be comfortable in my own skin right and i want to walk with dignity i want to have my shoulders back and i want to have my feet centered on the ground and i want to and i want to uh yeah breathe i want to breathe and just be present and understand what's around me and uh and the uh, the ride here. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a musician, right? So my cousin uncovers a letter that I wrote in 1979, first typewritten letter, and it's all about how I got backstage at a Super Tramp concert in Vienna, Austria, right? And how much I uh, admire Pink Floyd as a band, etc. And so, and then I wanted to be of service. That's why I wanted to be a doctor. But, I, but, 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 and then, and then, and then here I buy an iPad in 2016 and I find out that, well, you know, I'm an artist. So I, in retrospect, what I was is a creative and, and I would have been probably uh, a musician. And I still, I have musical instruments. I have drums and guitars and keyboard. You know, I mean, it's like I hang out with really good musicians and I love helping musicians if I can up and coming ones, you know, help, help them get up and get some tail tailwind so we can help their careers advance in a broken music world model, whatever, but, and, you know, but we won't go there, but nonetheless, um, nonetheless now, and then all, through all these other jobs, you know, and some of them were influenced because I'm in Silicon Valley. So I'm supposed to do tech or some of it's influenced by my dad. My dad was a, a, a senior diplomat for 33 years. And he was at that intersection of, of government and public and academia and business. Right. And uh, working on a number of initiatives and he was, and he did that. His career was out of service. Right. So, so now, now I'm, I'm, I do, I'm, I, it's mandatory for me that I have to be of service. You know, I'm still, I'm 56 now and I can say a Boy Scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent, right? Wow. So yeah, on my honor, I'll do my best to do my duty to God and my country, to obey my scout law, to help other people at all times and to get myself physically strong, mentally awake and morally straight, right? So that it's not a bad framework mixed with a few other frameworks. And uh, now uh, my studies is a combination of the traditional college studies and, you know, which I don't remember a thing, quite frankly, you know, I have a lot of work experience. You can parachute me into any business and I can add value. Generally I've raised money is what I used to do. You know, I'm getting marquee customers because that helps the valuation of a startup or whatever. Or, uh, or, you know, get big brands, brand plays and bring, bring, bring big brands together and get a little cascade effect 
of participants sometimes done right. So uh, other companies sponsoring whatever. Yeah, so it's an artist journey for me. Uh, it's a creative, I'm a creative soul that now has a whole skill set that a lot of creatives uh, don't, and that skill sets that I have aren't necessarily as strong for, for, for many creatives because they didn't, weren't in the trenches of enterprise software development or media or you know sponsorship strategy development and execution for big brands or whatever, the things that I did. But it's uh, there was confusion looking backwards, but staying in the present, staying in the present. Now I have gratitude for every experience I've had. I have gratitude for those that have ripped me off. I have gratitude for everything behind me because ultimately what I have is just a toolbox that I can tap into on demand as needed experience from different disciplines and industries and with different people and, and, you know, from science to finance to whatever. But ultimately out of all that, what, if, what do I remember most is the people that have spirit where I could see their spirit and they saw my spirit. So when I moved into art, I remember people in 1985, my friend Christopher Ross makes really excellent belts and stuff. At 45, he chose to not do real estate investing and became an artist and now he's an artist and a sculptor and wears belts, beautiful belts. And, and then, um, uh, now can, yeah, you wear, these, can you wear more than one belt at a time? Can you wear more than one belt at a time? <laughs> yeah. I'll just, I'll show you, I'll just show to, to give an example. So. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. And this represents, you know, freedom, you know, freedom, it's because eagles can fly and, you know, uh, I like that. And they observe and, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, lessons along the way. Uh, I'm, I'm looking with Menlo College and, you know, to be of more service just to share with people in general, you know, I, just, I see a tremendous opportunity uh, to supplement. We have to supplement, uh, you know, our journey you know, we, we get some learnings from different places. So let me ask you about that. You know, you are on the Menlo Alumni Council, affectionately known as the MAC. And, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that what you kind of repeated a few times there was you want to be of service, both in the career of your past and also in, in the future you're creating for yourself right now. Yeah. And being on the Menlo Alumni Council, what motivated you to, you know, re-engage with the college or stay engaged with the college in this way? And what would you say to other alumni who may be listening to this and thinking yeah. about getting connected back to Menlo College? Yeah, I think, you know, my, 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 mine is a personal, uh, my personal reasons for being involved are, I have all my academic records from kindergarten through college. I have every letter that was ever written by any teacher I, I have quite a, a, a history book of the experience. And then in the 20 years it took from graduating from high school and getting my college degree, within that I did a bunch of studies. And then I raised my daughters, you know, got married and had, had a couple daughters. And then, and then three years ago, I tapped back into this, uh, in, into the world of, of, uh, of uh, you know, mindfulness studies and such, right? And what we have with, with Menlo is I see this opportunity to, uh, to interact with some students just to, because to, to, I experienced a whole hell of a lot of pressure and just in the, in the path that I chose. 
a lot of it wasn't easy, you know. I mean, I was in some sometimes, you know, a three-person company trying to get business from, you know, Fortune 100 company, and, and we would do it, mind you, we would do it because we deliver, yeah, deliver on what you promise, right? <laughs> and don't blow smoke and mirrors, right? And and because I'm authentic, you know, uh, authenticity is is uh, is key. So so the. I see with Menlo the opportunity to just interact with more and more students and uh, to reduce a little friction maybe uh, in the conversation. So we're empowered because we want to be empowered because flow, when we're in flow, doing something that really comes from our internal heart and, 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 and we're on fire, flow produces more flow. And, and here I did a lot of studies along the way in traditional schooling that there wasn't flow, you know, and I was mispegged, by the way. I was definitely mispegged. What do you mean? You know? Well, mispegged. I mean, people would just say, you know, I had a short attention span. So then I was, you know, then they say, okay, you have ADD. You have a short attention span. Okay. But I'm, I can say I, I meditated an hour and 43 minutes the last four days and with a quiet mind. So who's to say who's who? Yeah. And you know what I'm saying, right? So, so it's nice to take control of one's life. Uh, I focus on a lot of uh, studies now related to breathing, for example, breathing and, and being centered with your feet on the ground and walking with dignity, your shoulders up, having your story of your future, what's your vision, right? And then truly you have to vibe your vision. You have to vibe the vision to us. We have to elevate our own frequency, if you will, uh, to a certain level, so to track, so that, you know, because attract will attract equal then, right? So I'm um, having a good time now meeting a lot of interesting people, the people that want to collaborate with me, right? And I'm just, I'm just a presence, you know, I just stay quiet, but some people can feel that there might be uh, an opportunity to collaborate, you know, just based on uh, very little, actually, actually not very little, very much, but it's the small, it's the small focus. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It reminds me of a, a quote um, a former boss of mine used to say, narrow your focus to broaden your appeal. You know, sometimes it's it's that small little thing that you perfect that makes you uh, most appealing or people want to mm -hmm. or, or magnetizes other people I, to you or attracts that good energy. I, I have. I want to say that related to Menlo, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I was working with Je Jess, uh, Jessica. Uh, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, enjoyed my, a lot of my conversations with her, and and I do believe uh, you know, and, and and also with the you know the Mac, and I'm uh, I'm uh, yeah, I'm confident that that there's I want to learn from 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 grads now. There's things that I can learn from different audience uh, audience sets, if you will, age wise, you know. I'm, I'm 56. I haven't been in Menlo for a while, right? And I didn't. I wasn't a boarder when I was there. So I am. I, I'm. I am interested in uh, working with people. What I care most about, personally, are people's spirits. Really, you know, spirit first, and everything else is second. So you just and you move from you know people that have a nice heart and that want to do kindness or. You know, look up the word kindness. It's interesting. Look up the word kindness and look at up all the antonyms to the word kindness. The only thing you would want to be and operating from is kindness. 
you wouldn't want to be having the reputation for any other, other antonyms of kindness. And check out that word. And so I'm, a, I'm an advocate for interacting with different age groups, learning uh, from some of my mentors are, you know, approaching 100. Um, but there's a lot of wisdom that can be had. But life is a lot uh, more interesting working with similar spirited people. That's how you and I connected, you know. I mean, that's not. Uh, so anyway, that's the shizzle. Authenticity. And you're a, an, a, a great MC at Oktoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, um, you know, speaking of looking things up and uh, looking up the, the word kindness and mm -hmm. books, what is something that you are reading, watching, listening to right now yeah. that you would recommend our listeners go check out? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I've been uh, listening to a lot of this, uh, this Dr. Joe Dispenza, D-I-S-P-E-N-Z-A. And um, I highly, highly suggest Joe Dispenza. Another guy, Alan Watts, A-L-A-N, and then Watts. And uh, he has a lot of wisdom. Uh, what, do they, uh, what do they specialize in? Are they authors? Are they doing a podcast? Or? Well, they had, uh, they, they, the, uh, they do podcasts and they're authors. And Alan Watts lived a long time ago. I've also this past week spent a lot of time studying Marcus Aurelius. And there's something called Stoism. Stoism uh, existed back in, you know, Marcus Aurelius was the fourth Roman Empire. And he has a lot of wisdom, you know, uh, that, that, that's great to tap into. And then anything on, on uh, breath work, like there's a TED talk on, on breathing, right? So I'm very, I'm an advocate for breathing. I'm, I'm also doing work, you know, studies on somatics, mind and body. So there's, but the videos, uh, the YouTubes I've watched, that, that I'm watching a lot of now are the ones that I just mentioned and uh, old school. There's Wayne Dyer as well. Wayne Dyer uh, uh, is, is, is awesome uh, as well. And there's also Eckhart Tolle, T-O-L-L-E. And uh, these are ones, uh, you know, spiritual leaders that I listen to on a regular basis now. And Eckhart Tolle uh, wrote the book, uh, The Power of Now. It's about living in the now because that's all we have. So those, those, any of those ones that I mentioned will bring, uh, bring some, some uh, peace, I assure. Yeah. Well, thank you for those recommendations, Alan. And thanks for spending a little bit of time with us on the Leverage Your Potential podcast. Any final remarks, closing notes out for the students out there? Oh, I think, uh, yeah, closing, um, closing remarks, I would say, uh, be kind. Yeah. Be kind and, and uh, make relations because you care about somebody, honor people's spirit and uh, move into a shared future. It's not about life is not about walking through people to get to your destination or to accomplish your goal. So I think there's uh, it's about building community and, and that's like, a, you can do that with, it's about showing up, being kind to people, and then people want, want to do things uh, in return for kindness. Kindness begets kindness, if you will. Uh, and and uh, authenticity rules. Uh, vulnerability is hot. Uh, there's more power in expressing one's feelings than, than holding them back. And if you're not expressing something, then people can feel something's not right around you. 
and that creates an additional friction and 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 lessens the ability for people to connect uh, authentically and to be themselves and uh and i think also uh follow the heart less the ego the ego has to be under like a like an animal that that you bring out you know of a cage by your control but the ego doesn't you know can't be the the one controlling that's not very satisfying but i think ultimately having uh self-love uh, self-respect um those two alone and then having gratitude for everything don't complain about one thing you can spin anything that happened into a, a positive it's a blessing a blessing and a lesson right a or b take your pick so um these are the a few words that i uh, you know i'll share for now and anyone that's any ever interested can always just uh send me an email i'd be happy to you know, uh, alan at alanfernandez.com. I'll be happy, A-L-A-N at A-L-A-N Fernandez with a Z.com, F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. Uh, I'd be happy to uh, point people to resources and be of service uh, to my Menlo uh, colleagues. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate <laughs> you uh, joining us today. And this has been another episode of Menlo College's Leverage Your Potential podcast. You can find all of our episodes on anchor.fm and anywhere else podcasts are found. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Your Potential podcast. This podcast can be found on anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. Please give us a rating or a like and let us know what you think.